Welcome to the Two Man Game podcast. Uh, back again for our third episode in our recruiting re-rank series. Where this we, is the first time we've gone like three weeks in a row in a while. Yeah, yeah, we've been consistent. Uh, Finally. <laughs> so we did the 2016 class two weeks ago. We did the 2015 recruiting class last week, which you can both find in the Two Man Game podcast feed, of course. <laughs> uh, and tonight we're going to do the 2014 uh, NCAA recruiting class, which is def I'd say it's by far the most loaded yet. 2016 was all right. 2015 was just horrid, and and then tw- this one's just stacked. So due to our inability to come up with a good name for it, oh, we yeah. changed the format. <laughs> we changed the to format. a draft. We're gonna. I'm gonna start off at the top with some facts. We're gonna talk a little bit about the actual five stars, and then we're gonna do yeah. Instead of just listing the players. In a pre-ranked system, we're gonna we're gonna spice it up and draft our own players, so we'll be caught off guard by who we select. Um, so yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. All right, so uh, for this class, 2014 recruiting class, there were nine lottery picks, uh, and then a total of 16 first-round NBA draft picks, which is pretty staggering. Four NBA All Stars already. That's Demontis Sabonis, D'Angelo Russell, Carl Anthony Towns, and Devin Booker. Uh, 16 All-Americans, 5 consensus first-team All-Americans, uh, 8 national champions, uh, and then 2 NBA champions, including Patrick McCaw, who is a three-time <laughs> reigning champion. Back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. 2 oh, with wow, the Warriors, yeah. and then he signed with the Raptors. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> How That's about that? Fine. Here, pull up the top recruits. So we can see, before we go ahead and mess up the actual order and redraft our own, we're going to look at... So the number one player in this class was, yeah, Emmanuel Moutier, who ended up just going overseas. <laughs> so not a lot from him. That wasn't the ESPN, right? Here, All go right. to the composite rankings. We're going to use the 247 okay, composite. Okay, okay. I don't know what's Different, going Different, yeah, I was going to say, the number one player, Jaleel Okafor, obviously, who we'll get to, and I don't I don't think we're spoiling anything by saying he's going to be the first pick in this. Yeah. Um, but if you... It, Go back to the top. I'm, I'm just curious. <laughs> so, and then after that, we go three dudes who did almost nothing in college. Moutier, who skipped out. Stanley Johnson, who was all right for that Arizona uh, team. He was, uh, he, was a good, he was fine on the wing. They went to the Elite Eight. They were really good. Uh, Cliff Alexander did nothing. <laughs> I mean, Trey Lyles was just a piece on the UK team. Um, but no, at the top, again, like we've seen with most of the recruiting classes, uh, it's guys throughout, even... Again, we have some guys who weren't even rated by 247, whose service goes up to like in the 500s every year. Those are the more fun ones. Yeah, those are the most fun. And I did want to bring this up to bring it, bring it, uh, make it more current, I guess. You know, with the coronavirus and like a big thing is like they're not playing summer basketball, which is when a lot of guys right now would be getting their chance. would be getting their chance to boost their rating. So, you, so seven years from now. <laughs> When we obviously are going to be doing this for the 2020 class. Yeah. Or 2021 class. Okay. I'm very curious to see how many of the lower ones that probably would have gone up would have oh, seen fared. Now. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, how many times do you see so many are, you, are you talking about the EYBL circuit? It, well, I thought you were talking about AAU, summer. AAU, okay. summer, summer basketball. That's when a lot of shit happens. Yeah, those summers. Like, just- Caleb Love, he was, he was barely in the... ESPN 100, mm-hmm. and he ended up in the top 20. Same with yeah. DJ Stewart. Yeah. And, and so it's funny, it's, it's, after they yeah. get a Louisville offer, they go, they go up. And they go up, yeah. Same with a lot of different guys. All right, so uh, well, I guess we'll just get into the draft because the top of this recruiting class is, is I mean, it was pretty much just Okafor was, I remember, the big recruiting target. Uh, Moody was obviously huge, but there were rumors the whole time that he might go overseas. That was one of the first committed, early, yeah. early, early yeah. uh, overseas guys. Well, he was SMU or overseas, so he was pretty much off the table in terms of being relevant. And then, I wonder, do they do? You know how they do like the the hats? Is it like an ocean or something? Yeah, <laughs> to overseas, overseas for the G League. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, the G League hat and overseas hat. So yeah, that's what I want um, from some college basketball recruit. We'll get that ready for you. All right, so Goss, I'm going to put you on the clock with the first pick. So you get to take... I get the first pick? Well, I guess... 
Joel Okafor, you can't not pick him. I was expecting the second pick, honestly. No, I just gave you it the first It would have been one. more exciting. Okay, but. so Okafor. Here, all right, so I've got like a little list for each of these guys, accolades, numbers, important stats, stuff like that. So that 2015 season, his lone season, um, he's national champion, best guy on, on the Duke 2015 national championship team, runner-up for the Wooden Award, consensus first-team All-American, uh, freshman, national freshman of the year, ACC player of the year. He's the third pick in the draft. He was averaged 17 points, eight rebounds. Shot 66% from the field, which was second in the nation. Wow. Uh, yeah, I, next to, like, Anthony Davis, Carmelo. Was it the, Frank Kaminsky? Yeah. Yeah. But he's about the most accomplished one-and-done you can have. I mean, oh, him, that's, Mello, that's Davis. That's what people get the one-and-dones for, is to do that type of shit. Yeah, that's why you get a one-and-done, because you might have a guy that's so special. But you have to that you have to be pretty, pretty darn special to do that. In your bone mm-hmm. year, and yeah, he is the best player in this class. But it's not like he didn't have. Help I remember to he, win the he was always known for like the the one handed palming. Yeah, away from the defender, and he just kind of like dribble one step and just lay up and make back defenders now that. <laughs> I mean, he, he it weighed works. like he weighed, got a, he had to weigh like two seventy five for a, a <laughs> big guy like you said. He's actually like has really good footwork. It's kind of impressive. Oh, no, I that's mean, what you see with a lot of guys. Yeah, but he's yeah. so slow in the NBA, that's why he's kind of, yeah. Well, the NBA, like... NBA and athleticism is just a whole nother level. Well, also, the league just kind of immediately, as soon as he got in there, it was turning away from what he was well, good at. Like, well, he's I guess just a low post threat. The biggest thing is he's just, like, he uses strength, but, like, yeah. the NBA is, like, it's so advanced that, like, everybody's mm-hmm. strong. Well, the strong, College is yeah. not necessarily that way. So. Um... Yeah, and well, also like the game just changed on him. Like in college, you could still win with a back to the backs, a back to the basket center as your best player, scoring at sixty six percent from the field, which is just crazy talk. But I mean, obviously, I should talk about increased athleticism. You know, they play different, um, increased pace, everything, conditioning, the amount of games you play, and it's just not suited for a plodding two seven two hundred seventy pound center that <laughs> can't make a shot outside the pace. He's, he's actually and is a horrible defender, by the way. He's actually doing okay right. Where is it? The Pelicans? The Pelicans, yeah. He was doing better than his early part of his career. But he just so. doesn't, definitely wasn't worth the third pick. No. And it was like, it was that season as we saw the Warriors rise and like Cavaliers come out. First Cav Warriors series, you kind of see like he, he started out number one pick for sure. He was in that number one slot most of the year. It was him and Carl Towns basically. But he was ahead of Towns the whole year. He wins the title, best player on the championship team. And then he falls behind Towns. Because they're still like, well, Towns has a better-looking jumper. He's more versatile defensively. And then he falls even below Russell, who's just a better offensive guard. So, yeah. yeah. It's almost like he's better. He, like, yeah. Scouts are right, you know, most of the time. Well, I still picked him third. It's not like they were the Sixers. Well, still. he actually had a really good rookie year. I was just looking at that. Like, it, it 18, 17 and a half, and 7. But we're talking, they're on the worst team in the league there. Like, I, was that the 9 at the nine and 70? Yeah, it was like the 10 and 72 team. All right, so you got Okafor at first. I'm on the clock at uh, number two. Uh, and I'm going to take Tyler Ulis because he deserves to go here, even though I know I don't need to take him for a few more picks. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to pick him. Next. Yeah, I figured you weren't going to take Ulis. <laughs> but you know what? All right, he, here's my thing. Here's the stuff on Ulis. All right, that 20... 2015, he's obviously um, off the bench for the the best team of the last decade, I'd say, even though they didn't win the title. 38 and one. Uh, he's point. He's backup point guard on that team. Averages almost 10 a game. You know, all that kind of stuff. I understand why. Or you can go. Yeah. Ahead. All right. And then 2016, his big year, breakout year, I guess, when he's kind of the star. Uh, consensus first team All American, Bob Cousy Award, that's best point guard in the country, SEC Player of the Year, SEC Defensive Player of the Year, SEC Tournament MVP. Uh, averaged 17 points, 7 assists, and I'm going to tell you, man, he just saw the game differently than everybody else in the country that year. So, you know what? No, I, my my, I my pick I, for Wooden Award that year. I think Buddy Heald or Denzel Valentine won it, but... Uh, that's hard to argue. It's Buddy Heald. Or I guess, Denzel, but, but. <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you, those two teams are better if they trade for Tyler Ulis, but I'll leave it at that. I mean, Oklahoma made it to the Final Four. That's fine. And, like, lost to, like, the best team. That's fine. That's fine. I mean, that that's Oklahoma. They were really good. They had a ton of good players, a bunch of seniors, on just Buddy Hill. But I'll digress. Tyler's my guy. <laughs> well, my favorite I, I player guess ever, what I was so about to say about him, and I understand why Calipari didn't do it, but, like, Andrew Harrison, like, 
and the Harrison twins, I think, were the reason they didn't get as far as they probably should have. I'm going to go ahead and, um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and blow this argument out of the water. It's the Uless, w- it's No, the, I'm not saying Booker. I'm saying Uless. It's the worst take. Because they need... It's the worst take in the history of UK basketball. No, it's a popular take that that is just ridiculous. I'm gonna tear it apart. He's a point guard. Like Harrison twins would take too many shots. That's what I don't like. No, no, Aaron Andrew Harrison. Uless was perfect. Andrew Harrison is so severely underrated. That 2015 season, he was he was just much better than Uless. He was better defender, better passer, better shooter, everything. Every metric was favoring Andrew Harrison, except for like three point shooting. Uh, I would rather have Andrew Harrison on my team that year than Tyler Eulis. I mean, just because Harrison... 38% shooter. Yeah. 3%. Look, I'll tell you. For that team, you don't need... For that team, they were 38-1 and Andrew Harrison was the point guard. He was the best player. He started next to his brother. He was, he was the better the, defender. He, he wasn't the better player. He was the better player. I was there. I you watched said he the was the best player on that team? No, he's the better player than Tyler Eulis. Oh, <laughs> He's the same guy who started on a team that made the championship game the year before, came back, won 38 straight. We were not taking him out in the last four minutes of that Final Four game. Because every game, every game that was close that he was in in the postseason, he had won up until then. So just because he dribbled it off his foot or helped cause two shot clock violations in a row that ended up sealing the season for us, that doesn't take away everything else he did. And sure, maybe Booker or maybe Booker and Uless would have been better, but that's hindsight. Like you can say that about anything at any time. You can say that about anything that went wrong, especially in basketball. You're just like, oh well, if you played the other guys, it's like, well, yeah, but obviously, what about the all the other games where you played Andrew Harrison and ended up winning because he was in there at the end of the game making plays, I say contributing that on defense. Tyler Uless is more of a distributing guard. I'm not saying I still not. disagree with that. Harrison was a good distributor. Hold on, I'm not saying I said he's better. <laughs> Chill. This As is, a sophomore, not a freshman though. Well, he didn't really play that much. He played. Yeah, he actually did. 24 minutes a game. Who did? How did he play 24 minutes a game? They liked him. They played him next. Well, because he ended up. They would just slide Aaron to the three after Poitras got injured, so they could play Tyler and the Harrison twins together. I see. Okay. Yeah, or Booker. So they, yeah, they. Well, got yeah, that, well, I, I like that. I see. I did, I don't get the argument with Booker, but I do get the argument with well, Booker. Was the worst like player the, in that game. I like the U.S. Harrison. <laughs> anybody. I like the U.S. Harrison twins together. Not. And maybe that's, I don't. Maybe I don't that was agree with taking out a, a Harrison twin with Booker. I but I can make the argument. Well, perhaps they should have. What they should have done is probably put Aaron at small forward and had him guard Decker instead of using Booker or Trey Lyles, who's just a forward and yeah, that's he's a forward slash center and he was playing out of position at small forward. Oh, hey. facing hey, the Noah. guy who won the no walks in. Yeah, our, our buddies here. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna move on. That's that's a lot of time on the first two. Third, you're up, Goss. <laughs> oh, I'm a little distracted. Yeah. Um. I'm going to go with, uh, I mean, you might be I might, surprised. Okay. I'm going to go with McCall Bridges. That's, yeah, that's that's very surprising. Because, as we talked, we've talked about multiple times on this show, he was likely the best player on, on a national championship, championship team, team. Yeah. despite not winning the, despite his fellow teammate winning the player of the year. I was looking at his stats. Oh, wait. He averaged seven, eight, almost 18 points a game on 51% shooting. Yeah, he was almost 12, a 50 Not even 12 guy. shots a game. Well, 11.9 shots a game. But, so, 12 shots a game. 18 yeah. points. Uber efficient. Here, I'll, I'll run through his stuff. He's two-time champ, and you could argue he's the best guy in that second team. Uh, 13, in 2018, he was third-team All-American, um, All-NCAA Tournament. Uh, 2018 All-Big East, 2017 Def- Big East Defensive Player of the Year, 2018 Julius Irving Award, Best Small Forward, and then, yeah, 2018, he was almost 18 a game. He was 17 points on, yeah, 50, 51 from the field, 43 from three, and 85 from the free throw line. So just a few percentage points on the free throws away from 50, 40, 90, which is tough to do. And then his career, 13-1 and one in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, that's... 13-1 and one over three years in the tournament. <laughs> that's... Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's no impressive. Bridges. He's about he's like 
the perfect small forward in college basketball, just like a crazy sniper from three who was probably the best defensive forward that year. Wing, whatever you want to say, best perimeter defender. Um, even though I think it's a little high, I'm not going to knock it. Yeah. I'm a big fan. All right. Um, fourth for me, uh, yeah, I'm just going to have to go Devontae Graham. Not only because he's our best friend, <laughs> but... You know, he was... Uh, like, I can't say nothing bad about that guy. Yeah. He made an effort to, like, get to know, like, not get to know us, but, like, you know... We were like, boys a little bit. Hang out, like, <laughs> we're, like, fanboys. Well, we, we basically were the <laughs> only people under the age of, like, 45, so we were just like, look at these old people making fools of themselves. But, like, he, he doesn't, he didn't really <laughs> hang out with his team as much as, like, others did. And he actually, like, acted like more of an adult than yeah. the actual <laughs> than players. Than the players. We're talking about Bill Self's fantasy camp came, that we went to. He came and talked to us all the time. So it was cool. An experience where we get to watch forty rich 45-year-old white dudes <laughs> play really hardcore basketball against each other with Bill Self and Seth Greenberg as the coaches. It's great comedy. <laughs> I thought it was the players, like Marcus Garrett. Oh, and well, they had a bunch of coaches. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, so no, Devontae Graham, um, hold on, let me find him, where did I put him? Alright, so, uh, he's 2018 Consensus First Team All-American, Big 12 Player of the Year, uh, made it to the 2018 Final Four, best guy in a Final Four team, uh, and then yeah, that 18 season, he's 17 points, 7 assists, 4 rebounds, 40 plus percent from 3 on 7 attempts, uh, led the, uh, led the NCAA in minutes, and was 6th in assists per game. And then, yeah, career, 12 points, four rebounds, three assists. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just like a guy who was like one of those Kansas guards who was just really solid for three years and then an All-American as a senior. Played behind... Uh, Selden, Frank Mason, all Frank kinds Mason, of guys. Frank Mason, and God, what a... like uh, Bill Self with guards is just really impressive. We've, we've done this before. Bill Self, uh, I mean, like, just six-foot playmaking, good shooting we could point do, guards. We could, like, talk about this, like... Put together your coaches, like dream coaches for like yeah specific areas. Mm. Oh, we, we should do that. Point guard. Yes, that's a great idea. Like probably Bookmark maybe it. Bill Self, like center mm-hmm. or power forward, marked view. Yeah, <laughs> like, stuff like yeah. Yeah, we, we will do, do a that. whole episode on that. All right, we'll say like three point shooting wings. We'll know. <laughs> yeah. Um. Any any Devonte Graham thoughts? He was 99th coming out of college. I forgot to mention that on some of these other guys, but so far we've had a bunch of high rated dudes, so hasn't been an issue. All right. All right, well, D. Graham, we're good. We're good. All right, yeah, right, yeah, I got it. All right, now I'm gonna go with my guy D. Lo. I love D'Angelo D-Lo, Russell, the local hero. Um. Okay, D'Angelo Russell. His lone year in college, he was. I was that 2015 season, obviously consensus first team All American, All Big Ten. Uh, he was 19, five and five, 41 percent on six and a half three point attempts a game. Second pick in the draft. Um. Just a total offensive hub at, at guard. And he like, got like screwed a, over by going yeah. to the Lakers. Like a college hardened man. Like the first kind of shooting guard to like be just like, oh, I'm six five. I don't really have a position. Really I pass good. well. I shoot. Amazing like, yeah. He was he was so fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he was slightly biased with this pick with the Louisville connection. Oh yeah, he's from in Louisville. In the Bryson Tiller uh, song where they mentioned D'Angelo Russell and uh, Devontae Parker. There you makes go. me makes me proud. But anyway, I guess the basketball part of it, um, yeah, is he was on a team that honestly wasn't very good. They had just gotten out of the Aaron Craft days. Yeah, Thad Mata <laughs> was a hell of a coach, but it is this they he was reaching very, his decline. He was about to have the health issues and retire or do whatever. And, and well, yeah. that was like it might have been their year to after yeah. the Aaron Craft. Like, it was the best opportunity after Aaron Craft, I guess. Mm-hmm. With Thad Mata, yeah. Anyways, Louisville kind of played that game. I think uh, it was like both teams were like 9-0 or something at that point. Louisville kind of played that game. was like limit Russell as much as possible. Just don't let other yeah. people score. And that was that's a winning formula against mm-hmm. a team like that with a player like that. And he, he Russell got his, but the other guys didn't really do much. Mm-hmm. I think it's the ultimate sign of respect. Like when, mm-hmm. when, you're, when a, a fan base is about to face a team – and like they're from, they're not very familiar with them, but they just know the one player. I always like when you know the one player, like yeah. like say oh, for yeah. 
for Louisville this year, it's Jordan War. Like you just know it's War. That's that's the guy who's going to score the most. Well, Louisville Louisville fans are kind of like, and for them it was like Louisville fans are like we're like we don't really outside of our team. Like I'm not this way, obviously, but I know a lot of older guys that are like, oh yeah, you know that kid off of Ohio State, and you know Mm -hmm. they don't say like there's no one or two people of certain teams. Your level they know Duke in North Carolina, but they and then they also know maybe maybe individual names like John Moran or something yeah he was one of those guys yeah he just earned that respect from mm-hmm. college basketball a one and done comet alright that was your pick correct alright we are on to me uh, I'm gonna take Xavier product Trayvon Bluett mmm that was my next pick yeah Bluett was really good close close <laughs> ah yeah okay so Bluett his his list of accolades is crazy. Um, twenty eighteen consensus second team All American. Uh, then he was three time All Big East. Uh, he in the in, in the Big East he's third all time in minutes, third eighth in points. He started one hundred and thirty six total games. His career split is sixteen points, five rebounds a game on forty three percent shooting. Uh, his last two seasons he he was nineteen points, five rebounds, two assists. And then his best two teams those last two years he led. Or in 2017, he led an 11 seed Xavier team to an elite eight, and then he was the best guy on a one seed Xavier team the next year in 2018. And then I just this is worth mentioning uh, that 2017 tournament run as an 11 seed, they beat six seed Maryland, three seed Florida State, and then two seed Arizona with those Trier Alkins teams. Uh, and in those games, he, he scored 21, 29, 25. So just an NCAA tournament legend, and then so it's not just like yeah. a bad conference, or no, he's he's as legit. Big as East he gets. is like the best you can get outside yeah. of top or power five, but yeah, very he similar did. to like a Dylan Brooks resume, who we'll get to in a little bit, but mm. just scored more and honestly had a little bit more. He was just on a bigger luster, I guess. Known team, I guess. I don't even know about that. They're they're just very similar guys, really. Um, Dylan Brooks is, Brooks is a stocky one. Yeah, both kind of but just big scoring that. wings that are, that carry their team to one seeds and Dylan big turnarounds. Better version of Jordan Moore, I guess. Blew it. Like Brooks. A blew it. Oh, Brooks. We'll get to him. Yeah. All right. Uh, any blew it thoughts? Not no. Okay. Yeah, blew it. it was just awesome on the safer teams. <laughs> are we ready next for pick? the next Seventh one? pick. Yeah. Seventh pick. Ah. Rolling through these, we are. Um, I'm gonna go with Mellow Trimble. Mellow Trimble, gotta okay. take. Uh, God, he was just. I remember he was kind of highly rated, and it it was kind of new for I think uh, Maryland fans. Yeah, because they got him, and then in the next the recruiting class after that, I think they signed Diamond Stone, and they were supposed oh, to be really right. good. Which they he was being, better, but <laughs> they ended up being just like a four seed. I remember Trimble is like always getting like. Like, oh, wooden preseason award, Mellow Trimble, or first team preseason All-America, Mellow Trimble, and him he, always just being good, but never, like, that good. He was impressive. He's just like, like Anthony Cowan, like they had the last couple his years. His freshman <laughs> year was better than a lot of, like, the big freshmen, like, we can, like, I'll bring up a few. Like, Kelly Oubre was mm-hmm. oak, mediocre. I mean, obviously it was Maryland, so I guess he had more opportunities. Yeah. Statistically, it was better than Stanley Johnson, Cliff Alexander, all of the, a lot of the five. Yeah, stars, a lot yeah. of the five big ones. Rashad Vaughn. I mean, he was he was sixteen points, three assists, or sixteen points, three rebounds, four assists for his career, and that's about what he had freshman year. So yeah, 16. all three years he was just a really consistent like his freshman top year, twenty to twenty five. His guy best in the rebounding year was freshman. Um, By point three, well, it's not like it matters at all. These we're getting in nuts and bolts. It does here. matter. It does. <laughs> Ten more rebounds in the sophomore yeah. year. I have on here. He's three-time, three-time first-team All Big Ten, three-time mid-season Wooden Award list. Um, so yeah, just a consistently good guy all three years because he's basically put out the same numbers, same production, and it was just as good all three years. Didn't really decline or elevate. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, is that disappointing based on his freshman year? Yeah, but if you tell him you're getting. 16 points a game as a point guard, three straight improves, years, improves, you're going to love it. He's like one of those guys that's like, you improve other things, not necessarily scoring. Because like he improves his passing, obviously, yeah, defensively. Yeah, game awareness, He had all the that ball kind of in his stuff. hands more, yeah. so he's more of a point guard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, uh, you put Mellow, Trimble, seven. Eighth, um, 
Gosh. Oh. Eighth, I'm gonna go with Dylan Brooks. Okay. Um, so like like like, like we mentioned with uh, Trayvon Bluett, another guy who was made a Final Four um, and also played on on a separate team that was a one seed and was the best player on both those teams. Uh, and we value tournament performances. So, and obviously he's the, his team that made the Final he made a one seed 2017 or wait no 2016. They ended up beating Duke that year actually and yeah. lost to Oklahoma. And then that next year they made that crazy run in the Elite Eight, beat Kansas. Jordan Bell, Boucher, or no, Jordan Bell, Ennis, Pritchard, all them, they go crazy. And then, yeah. But uh, Brooks, he, he, and then in 2017, uh, consensus second team All-American. He was two-time All-Pac-12, Pac-12 player of the year in 2017. Um, yeah. And then in those last two years, he was 16 points, four uh, rebounds, three assists. So, yeah, really steady score on one of the best teams over those two years. Pac-12 always reminded me of Bill Walton. Which was yeah. one of my favorite games. I always go to this game. Is the every Lonzo the UCLA yeah. Oregon games were so well. He had that one crazy buzzer beater on the yeah in, in Oregon well, in Eugene against well, Lonzo they, the one year. Yeah, Lonzo had one, and then yeah. Brooks had the other or one. Yeah, um, just some more. It was just, Bill Walton it was just going two crazy. great players yeah. playing. Yeah, talked about the peak it's what of the I love to see. Peak, yeah. All right, you, you conference were, of champions. It hasn't been a camp champion however long. The conference of champions. <laughs> uh, okay, are we are we ready to go on to number nine? Yeah. Okay. Um, this is a difficult one. See, I got a lot of guards, and I'm gonna make kind of like a team. I don't. We're just picking. So I'm gonna pick we're making ten guys. Carl Anthony Towns. <sighs> I hate you. I was really. <laughs> Honestly, if, if you if I was picking, I don't know. I wanted to take him way higher than this, but I didn't. He had the biggest ceiling, obviously. Well, I don't know, obviously. But I think if you put him on, on any that. other team, he's like one of the best two players in the country because he just has. But he run. filled his role on that oh, thirty-eight yeah. and one team so well. Oh, his his here. I'll just Perfect. run through it. That fifteen season, he's even though he averaged um, ten and six, where his <laughs> averages, he was second team All American consensus. Uh, he was the first pick in the draft, and then he led the NCAA in defensive box plus minus, defensive rating, win shares per 40, and then he was top five in the country in player efficiency ratings of PR, and then just box plus minus, which is just plus minus, basically. Uh. And then and his per 40 numbers, which, like, so a guy like Devontae Graham plays, like, 38 minutes a game. So this is basically, like, him playing a Devontae Graham minute load, which he didn't do, so, like, you can't give him total credit. He was uh, 19 points... 12 rebounds, 4 blocks. Well, that was the... Per uh, 40 minutes, so... That was the uh, platoon swap, yeah. I guess. Uh, outcomes, I guess. Yeah, but. he still averaged 2 blocks a game with 20 minutes. I mean, his defensive numbers in college were just crazy, and it's weird. That's been, like, his biggest weakness as an NBA player. He can't guard people in space, and he's not tough inside. It's like, that's exactly why he was, like, a versatile defensive ace at Kentucky for his one season. Or you could say he's just playing next to Willie Collins. 21 minutes a game, 10 and 6. Yeah. Oh, by the end of the uh, year, though, he was our best player. Like, like that Notre Dame game, he had a huge game and was getting all the big buckets down the stretch. Really carried us in the post. I didn't realize he wasn't. He didn't really take that many threes. And no, he didn't take any barely. He's improved a ton uh, shooting, especially. He was always a good shooter, but they were like not on this team. Is that's not what? Well, you that's why. That's what I meant yeah. by he filled his role perfectly. He knew what. Coach Cal wanted of him, and he did that. And 2015 team worked because people sacrificed for the good of the team. It's like yeah, you don't. It's almost like the last it's era. It's nice that, when that yeah, happens. It, you don't it? see that really anymore, especially college guys. Like one and Dunn's teaming up to like make a ten deep team. Like, are you crazy? It's no. not happening. And then watch Kate Cunningham come to Kentucky this year. Oh, don't. <laughs> <laughs> we might get McCurr Maker. I'm hearing. I did hear about that. I'm like, yeah. whatever. All right, Carl Towns. Yeah. Lasting thoughts. I like how my team's coming together. That's my comment. I got a full lineup of D'Lo, Mellow Trimble, uh, McCall Bridges, Cat, mm-hmm. and Jaw. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. That's a good one. Jaw, Jaleel. Uh, okay, like so that, that puts me on the clock next. Uh, I'll take Justin Jackson. You said you were going to put him third before we started recording. Well, I I wrote down the names. Good. I didn't go. I didn't really like oh, go through the names at, before I've, I was yeah, like. I've been bad at this. Com- the guys coming out of college giving the rankings, but all these dudes have been top hundred so far. And Justin Jackson is was thirteen. He was five star, but it did take him three years to get going. Really, 
And then that 2017 season, obviously, he was the, uh, I think you could argue he was the best player on the North Carolina title team. Definitely wasn't the best player in the tournament. Barry was. Um, but for the whole season, probably. Uh, he was first-team All-American 2017, NCAA All-Tournament, ACC Player of the Year, averaged 18 points, four rebounds. Um, it's a good shooter. She really kind of had a big one year and then ended up winning the title. So, uh, yeah, you put him high. It's fine with me. Played great in that Vegas game where Monk had 47. Kind of kept him hanging on. He was the reason Donovan didn't get an ACC Player of the Year, and I'm pretty, I'm not over it. Ooh. It's fine. Yeah, Jackson probably, yeah, he had a better year than Donovan. Donovan in the ACC specifically, it's much better, was much better. But is, is that a war supposed to and be he the ACC him, regular season? No, it's or? it's a full year. Okay, I, I never know. It is. <laughs> I think it's a full year. I feel like but it should it be based should on, be the yeah, ACC. that's what I think. Because who that's, cares who that you was, play in non That was Louisville fans' argument, which is fair. I think it's a good argument. And he beat him ACC player of the year, ACC play. Actually, no, I don't think he did beat him. Yeah, he beat him once. I think we played him twice. Uh, okay, so I took Justin Jackson. You are back on the clock. Uh, this is a tough one, but I'm going to go with the 40-year-old-looking Javon Carter just because. I, I need defense. Him. I love Javon Carter. On-ball defending is – he's just like – can you – Best defensive guard of the decade, and I'll, I'll I won't. I don't get excited about yeah. on ball. De- defense. Best defensive point guard of the decade. I won't. I won't argue it. He and he played up against some pretty damn good. Playing in the Big Twelve, like Devonte Graham, Frank, Frank Mason. Mason. Yeah, just, yeah. yeah, that was his time. Yeah, yeah. fun. Um, we like it. Yeah, uh, Carter, coming out of high school, was ranked 299th. Consensus second team All American in 2018. He was two time All Big 12, two time Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year. <laughs> um, in 2018, he was his senior year's best season. He was 17 points, six assists, led West Virginia to its highest AP rank ever at second. Uh, and then in the Big Ten, he was second in, in career steals, and he led the Big Ten in steals per game in 2018. Uh, so, yeah, just a, a Absolute defensive juggernaut. I wish they just was a leading scorer. Did and great something point guard. with that Sagaba team. God, that was a fun team. That team they had that got ranked second. They they lost to Kansas the next week, and then they lost to someone else, and then the next the week after that they lost to TCU and Kentucky. And from then it was like they were like all right. They went from ranked second to like 18th, where they always are. And then they, they lost to Kentucky with Kevin yeah. Knox. It was a, it was Knox? the it was the best Kevin Knox game ever. I remember career. that. I was like, Kevin Knox goes off. He hit a bunch of threes and then he did the big balls dance and it was a yeah. Hey, more power to him if he plays that well. So. If you watch those Kevin Knox highlights, it's like kind of befuddling that he failed in the NBA. But then you watch any other Knox game and you're and like, oh, he doesn't. You watch a f- he doesn't care. Oh, <laughs> we, we've cracked the issue here. He might be talented as hell, but he doesn't really give an f. <laughs> Yeah, hard to get hard to get past those. Um, okay, so that's Javon Carter. That was your pick, right? Yeah, sure. You get the yeah even picks. Javon Carter was great in that Knox game, by the way. He hit some just crazy threes. Him and Beetle Bolden. Uh, all right, so we're through twelve of these already. I'm trying to see if I the nope. My thirteenth player is still on the board, and I don't really want to take him. All right, I, I'm basically looking at. Two guys. All right, I'll do Keelan Martin from Butler. Uh, Martin, three-time All-Big East, back-to-back-to-back, career 15 points, five rebounds, and then in 2018 he was 21-6 and on a four-seed Butler team. Uh, He actually made the tournament all four years he was there, Uh, and yeah, that team ended up getting beat by Carolina. Who yeah. should have lost to Arkansas in the game before if the referees knew how to call it travel or yeah. or foul or anything or the remotely anything? North that Arkansas Carolina game. Carolina was handed that title. A lot of games on that road to that title. Okay, we well, let's just look at that. <laughs> Arkansas. The one where he he like flies into two guys without his dribble and then just like does a jump stop and then another jump stop and they don't call anything. Not even a foul or a walk, and two guys go. All right, that. I'm aware. <laughs> the John Higgins UK game doesn't need mentioning. The Oregon. I mean, let's just. It's been talked about too much at this point. Okay, the John Higgins game was like an all-around bad refing game. It was. A, it was no. It was. But the biggest to, ones happened to against Kentucky. Kentucky. The goaltending at the, at the, the end of the game. Yeah. The two goaltendings on Bam are, are still like 
<laughs> and then obviously that championship game against Gonzaga was just a freaking foul fest. They gave Karnowski and Collins a foul every time they got they touched a Carolina guy. Seemed like. And then they missed that crazy out of bounds call with when Meeks like had his hand on the other side of the line. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, because yeah. it's weird. Because like, those yeah. are the type of ones you remember because it's like just weird. You're like, like ha- why is his hand? Yeah, yeah. Or like the Tariq Owens one last year, he was like two feet out of bounds <laughs> with the ball, and he just made such a crazy block they didn't even care against Michigan State. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. Um. So yeah, Keel Martin, another Louisville kid. I think he went with Ballard. Um. Just a really consistent score. Best player on a bunch of. Bunch of teams that made the tournament. Um, Ballard, come on, what? Ballard, they had Keelan Martin. Out. Well, they didn't have Dwell. Well, they did at one point. Keenan Burton, I believe. Jesus. Yeah, Ballards are pretty. They they produced that baseball player, didn't they? Recently. Oh, Quentin Snyder. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Jesus. No, Dwell went to Eastern, I think. All right, you're next. Thirteenth pick. Oh, you're right. You're right. Oh, okay. All right. All right. This is a tough one, but I might have to go with. Joel Berry. Oh my god, what? We didn't pick him yet? No. Oh, I had him so high on my list that I didn't even think he had not been picked. Yeah. Uh-huh. I would have picked him. Yeah. Whatever. Heck of a career. National champion. The lead guard on a national champion. Here, yeah, I'll run through his stuff here. He, he's champion, uh, 2017, that tournament, most outstanding player. He's two-time All-NCAA tournament, two-time All-ACC, 2016 ACC tournament MVP. He was... 14-3-3 on that title team, then 17-3-3 the next year on a two-seed that ended up losing to Texas A&M in the second round. Um, um, but yeah, Joel Berry had about as good as three-year stretch as you can have as a Carolina player. He was a frustrating player to play against, too. Yeah, super consistent. Yeah. Him and Justin Jackson were both frustrating because they were like, God, how do you stop them? They were really good. They were, they were great. really they good were duo. They were really good together. And then they just had Meeks and Hicks grabbing all their misses. So, yeah. But yeah, that team was just on another level. Were they on the team with Bryce Johnson? Or was that earlier? That was earlier. No, that was no, the, that, that was, the, was that was the 2016. That was Barry's sophomore year. He, was, he started that year okay. next to Marcus Page. Yeah, their teams those years were loaded. Yeah, that was when they lost to the national championship. Yeah. God, yeah. I think that Bryce Johnson team might have been better, honestly. I Johnson think it was. was. Johnson was really And awesome. Marcus Page was very good. Yeah. But I'm not going to act like, like, Mix, Meeks and Hicks fit perfectly just grabbing all the rebounds for Jackson and Barry. So I'm not going to act like, you could argue either one. <laughs> they got a, they got one title, so I feel like they're good. Yeah. You think they, they would rather have two? I feel like if you go to the title. Villanova. <laughs> like that, make... that was one of the all-time great, in our lifetime, titles. The Villanova and North Carolina. Uh, I think Texas Tech-Virginia is a much better game. I think that's the best but title you, game. You, like, how often is there a buzzer beating three? Like, okay, it was like oh. Villanova scored. Marcus Paid hits that ridiculous mm-hmm. three to tie it. Yeah, and then that and then buzzer Jenkins. beating three. Oh, I thought you. I thought you were talking about the Gonzaga UNC game. Was like, no, that game sucked no. to watch. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd say that the Villanova UNC game in in seventeen or in sixteen, and then yeah, the the Texas Tech Virginia overtime game is are the right. two best of the decade. Um, not that most of the title games actually usually kind of suck. Michigan Louisville is pretty fun. That was because there was like a Hancock run and then an Albrecht run and it, it was, was an Albrecht yeah, run first yeah, Albrecht and then, run, then Hancock. Yeah. Okay, so you just picked Barry. God, I can't believe I let him get away. And the second half was back and forth. Right, we're not gonna let that happen this time. <laughs> uh-huh. you gotta go through your whole list before you. Yeah, I I've looked at the rest of the list. I've been crossing them out. Oh, okay. Oh man, I don't. Basically, right now I'm looking at, hmm, I'm looking at three guys here, and I don't know which one of them I want. So I'll take. Ah, oh, God, this sucks. I don't want to take any of these people. <laughs> uh, but I'll take Kaida Bates D up. Okay, I was. I don't probably feel, gonna pick him. I don't feel great about it, but you know what. It's 14th. It's about the range every time where there starts to be a drop-off. Um, we talked about <laughs> Russell didn't have much of a team. Uh, he, he still had, had, had freshman Bates Diop. He had freshman Bates Diop. Yeah, but Bates Diop, basically his only good year is that 2018 season when Ohio State kind of came back to relevancy under new head coach Chris Holtman. Uh, and that 2018 season is consensus, second-team yeah, was- All-American, 19 points, 8 rebounds on a four-seeded Ohio State team that... 
won one tournament game and then got beat by Gonzaga. Actually, That's five seed five seed Ohio State. I'm sorry. That's what happened. You just run into Gonzaga. Don't you hate it? I, there was a stretch from about what late December through January when Bates the uh, they they Ohio State won like eight or nine games in a row, beat a bunch of the good Big Ten teams, and Bates the up was just going crazy from three in <laughs> all of those games. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he's pretty much the sole reason Ohio State had a good year that year. Because uh, the next year they were back down, and then this year they're obviously all right, but. Uh, yeah, not a lot on Bates D up. He just had a crazy good season in 2018. Wait, you, I'm ready for my next one. I've been waiting. Oh, okay. Patient, patiently. All right, go for it. 15th pick. This is in honor of a former or still Louisville legend. Of similar height, similar attributes. Okay. Like you can call it Angel Delgado. Angel. Seton Hall product. Can, can you, um, like, who I'm comparing him to? Try to guess it. Uh, R.I.P. Brian Bowen? No. Uh, I don't... R.I.P. Wes Unzeld. Oh. I had another guy I was going to compare to him. Bonzi Colson. Oh. <laughs> no, the I said Louisville legend. <laughs> chubby guys without necks that are 6'5 and play center? <laughs> Sounds like Unseld and Bonzi to me. Unseld was... Bonzi in this class, by the way. Unseld just had a shit ton of rebounds. Undersized. And um, got a ton of rebounds. Yeah, he's fifth all-time in the NCAA in rebounds. Um, and, and he led the NSA in 17. 54% career game. field goal percentage. Yeah. And actually went down from his freshman year. But he's two I mean, time, that's yeah. what happens when you take more He's two-time yeah. All-Big East, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar winner. Um, obviously, I said fifth all-time rebounds in CAA. Led the, led the country in rebounds at 13 and 13.1 and 17. Big East Rookie of the Year. Yeah, just, just like crazy good center anchor on those and they Seton did it Hall against teams. good teams those Seton Hall teams should have been so much better they had young Miles Powell Carrington <sighs> Kevin um, Willard was yeah. kind of screwed up that one but screw the pooch no what Desi Rodriguez they should have Desi Rodriguez that's what I was that's who I was trying to well, those teams had a ton of talent it is upsetting they didn't do better Desi Rodriguez and Angel Delgado like they had Hill so Hill. much they had so much more talent than this Miles Powell team but Powell is just Taken on a whole, yeah. We talked about him in that 2016 podcast. He's, yeah, he reached another level once all those guys like, left. This is a weird comparison. Kevin Willard and Matt Painter, they can always have good teams and good players. They I'd say that's a compliment. Don't take <laughs> too much, I guess. But it's not bad, but. All right. Yeah. So Angel Delgado. Uh, all right. Next for me, I'm going to go ahead and take uh, Ethan Happ. Not because, like, I love him as a player, but just, here, just, the, this, what what he accomplished. He's, he's one of the all-time Big Ten players. Um, he's a consensus second-team All-American in 2019. He also won a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Award Best Center. He's three-time All-Big Ten, two-time Big Ten All-Defense, leads the Big Ten in career two-pointers, sixth in the NCAA. He's second in rebounds, Big Ten history. He's sixth in NCAA history in plus-minus. Career, 15 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists. And then in 2018-19, he was 17 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists. His best team, though, was just a 5 seed that lost in the first round. <laughs> so a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of accolades, a lot of stats, a lot of numbers, a lot of production to amount to not much team success. He was in the middle of that. Uh, they did beat Villanova, overall number 1 seed one year, though. But he, he was in the middle of that uh, the coaching change, right? He was like the With first a, year. The, his first year was guard's first year, I believe. Are you sure? I thought oh, wait, he had a no, year under. Yeah. What's his face? Bo Ryan. Bo Ryan. Did Bo Ryan? He won the title, and then Hap was actually redshirted that title season. What title? The the big, or no the year they game. made the title. Yeah. In 2015. Well, Bo Ryan coached that game. Yeah, obviously. Okay. And then I don't know when he retired though. He uh, I'll I'll find it. Two, um, he finished 2015. So yeah. Um, so, yeah, so he's only been coached by Greg Gard. Yeah, yeah, so, you're like, right. We, yeah. we talk about the lack of success, but it's also like they replaced Bo Ryan with just one of his so other games. Yeah, so he played for a coach he didn't really But, I mean, look, Hap was... Commit to. I, I think Bo Ryan actually told a lot of the people that he was... Hap was retiring. very set in his ways, though. He never took a three, I don't think. Just didn't take threes. He's a good mid-range shooter. But he did the same post move every time. Just turn, and then he'd do the little spin move and try <laughs> to spin towards the basket on the sideline. Yeah. He, good passer out of the post, great rebounder, just like good Big Ten center. He's a 
Luke Garza. He's like if Luke Gar- Luca Garza never had a three point shot and could pass. <laughs> basically, what he is. Better probably better rebounder Luke Garza. I don't think probably Luke better Garza. career too. I mean, hell, I mean, fifteen points, eight rebounds as a career when you played four years is, is strong. Um, Luke Garza is not even on here. It's kind of oh, here It's Luca. Yeah. Luca Garza. All right, gosh, whatever. you ready at number seventeen? Am I ready? Um, I might have to go with Justice Winslow. I really like Justice. I love Justice. Um, I like this whole Duke team, really. I'm, I'm just, I can't stand they won the title. <laughs> <laughs> I really like all the players except for Grayson, but, yeah. Um, all right, Winslow. Yes. Not, not, not much to say about him. He's ninth ranked. I've been terrible at that all day. Ninth ranked coming out of high school. All day. Uh, 2015, only season. He's champion, all NCAA tourney, 12 points, six rebounds, two assists. Not a lot, but he was just like a really, he's like Michael Kidd Gilchrist. He, he was another Very guy similar to him. filled his role perfectly yeah. on a national championship team. Mm-hmm. He knew that Tyler, Tyus Jones was the guard, point guard mm-hmm. and Quinn Cook. And, uh, they took a lot of the shots, I believe. Um, he only took nine, but I guarantee Jones and or at he, least he, Cook took more. And Winslow honestly set the tone defensively. And Joel for Without him, that, that team defensively is just apt, just a nightmare if they don't have Winslow. Because yeah. Jones was all right and Cook were all right, but they were both – Cook was undersized, obviously, and Jones wasn't, like, an All-American or anything. Okafor was a major weakness. I mean, Jefferson and Jones were all right, but Winslow was just on the wing. He would have been exactly what Kentucky needed to guard Sam he took, Decker. He took about the same shots as Tyus Jones. But, but obviously Tyus Jones has the ball. He was more of the point more. guard, considering. But yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. Um, no, I really liked Winslow. I think if you just put him on his own team, like he's better than a lot of these guys, probably. Oh yeah. For just a year, like he's, you, you t- give me a year of freshman Winslow. He's like, like a like, skinnier yet still kind of thicker Julius Randle in a way that uses physical. Really good defensively. Like I'm trying to draft this based on what they did in college, and Ethan Happ obviously just achieved so much more. Man, like numbers wise, but I'd take a year of Winslow over four years of Hap. That's what if if you were, like I think Wisconsin would be their best I don't team think ever next Ethan year. Ethan Hap was ever going to win a championship. No, he, he wasn't. His he's but not Justice the, Winslow very could very well. Hap's happen not the best. Yeah, Hap isn't the best player on a title winner. There's no, just no way that happens. No. Um, not even the best. Can you probably wouldn't even be the best player on like a Big Ten title winner, even though they had the best record this year, but tournament wise. Uh, all right, so Winslow. Um, we only have three picks left. I'm going to go with Sam Merrill, who sat out his first two years. I think he redshirted and then was injured. Um, no, Merrill's the first non-consensus All-American I've picked. <laughs> but he was 2019 Mountain You're West Player of the Year. Guy. Yeah, it's a pretty good measure. Uh, two-time All-Mountain West, 16-3-3 and for his career. Uh, and then this year he was 20 points, four assists, had that buzzer beater, that crazy mm-hmm. deep buzzer beater to win the Mountain West Championship this year over Malachi Flynn and them. Probably the only way they were going to get in the tournament, Utah State. Uh, and then he's seventh in NCAA career offensive rating, if you care, which is and it's 126.2, which that's 126.2 points per 100 possessions when he's on the court. That's a crooked number. NBA teams don't even do that, I don't think. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, he's super accomplished, and he's a guy I'd like to have. Okay. Your, your Sam Merrill thoughts? He's a – whatever. Did you watch and him? I'm not big on, like, the small college players. Because, like, that's the same argument with the grad transfer, which is a reasonable argument. Yeah, but his team's made tournaments. Like, he, he had a ranked team his, senior, his junior year. Nice. Um, All right. He had a ranked. He was on a ranked team his junior year, and then this past year they had a ton of injuries, but otherwise were pretty solid. And kind of came around when he was, um, when he started playing better. All right, your next pick. I've debated a lot of options with this pick. It's the nineteenth pick. Mm-hmm. A lot of debate here. I'll tell you. Can I tell you the, some of the ones I thought of and I decided against it? Yeah, they might get picked anyway. Uh, I had Tyus Jones, Caleb Martin, Isaac Haas. <laughs> But Good. I ended up picking Grayson Allen. And I was also considering Cam Johnson. Ah, Grayson. But I have to pick Grayson. Yeah. He did win a title, although he had a small ink He did have a huge... He averaged like three points a game that whole season. Final I mean, it, wasn't, it wasn't like he was a huge But he piece. had a... He Good scored a ton of points on a lot of good Duke teams. 
But here, here's what I posed to you before we did this. I know. Here's what I'm going to pose to you. I know, that's why I dropped would his, him. Would, would every Duke team he was on have been better without him? After that 2015 The Luke one? Yeah. If they could have just given more shots to Kennard and Tatum. If they had... He was missing yeah. most of those games anyway because he was suspended yeah. at various points of the season. It's like he I was such a distraction. I don't know how much he was worth he by was the end of his career. He was a really good player, and I think that's why I, I had to draft him. Mm-hmm. But, like, in terms of, like negative attention he brought to yeah. the team and like coach k wasn't not gonna play a really good player but like he brought so much in. and like i don't really genuinely like him because like no. I, that pouting on the bench was you know beating a chair well i think that's him getting mad at himself and like having a breakdown like i can't believe i just but did you this don't do that yeah you don't you don't yeah. do that no well, you don't trip people is what it really he did it to. multiple times yeah. like the first time he ever did it was against race balling in louisville yeah like, the second and like the fourth and fifth time he did it, I couldn't even believe it. I was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like again. I was like, "Come on, dude!" Like mm. at this point, you can't just honestly think that we're like that stupid. Come mm. on. Mm. Yeah. Um. No, but without, I'm glad you picked him so that at least we could talk about him. But I wasn't gonna pick him because I was just like, you know what? He wasn't. He wasn't really doing much at Duke. He he was really just taking away. Like in 2018, he's just taking shots away from Marvin Bagley, and Wendell Carter and Gary Trent. It's like he didn't really didn't you didn't really need him there, and he was still doing his tripping stuff. 17 obviously is when all that stuff kind of reached a crest when he was tripping, had that crazy just like temper tantrum, and he was taking away shots from Tatum and Kennard. It's like I don't Grayson. Uh, Grayson was like. He always also, got his stats, but I mean, he does. He doesn't strike me as a team first player whatsoever. No. And somebody like I'd much rather have on those Duke teams, someone more reliable. And honestly, <laughs> he should have left Duke after that sophomore year. We averaged twenty one. That was his best. He was like year. a lottery pick. That projected. was a hell of a year. Yeah, he I do not know why he came back. I don't know. There's there's something weird fishy going on in Duke. Right? I mean, yeah, that was that's a reasonable thing to be like. Really, like, who would go back to college after being? Almost I guaranteed a lot. I thought he was being projected that high, but maybe he wasn't. I don't. No, either. I think he was because I remember that was that and Miles Bridges were like the two that was like, really, you're going back to school? Yeah. Like, why? <laughs> but yeah, Grayson. I, well, Grayson, he's champion all tournament team. Um, one of the years I forget which. Uh, I think maybe twenty eight. I don't know. All uh, tourney. Yeah, I got, I'll find it. He was. Mm-hmm. It might have been that. That, I, he could have been that championship. Year. They uh, usually 2015. Give it, yeah, they give tournament. it to all the winners. Oh well, he did. Have he did a have hell a good. He had a hell of a tournament. Um, two-time All ACC, 14, three and three for his career. 21.6 and 21.6 points a game in 16, like you said, on 15, yeah. 40, 83 shooting splits. Yeah. yeah, he was really good that year, but um, that was probably the worst Duke team he was on. So I don't know how you. It's like his best year was the year they were the worst. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> It's like, could yeah. more shots to Brandon Ingram have helped that year? I don't, I don't know. Uh, the fact that they didn't do better in the tournament. Right. I have the last pick on the draft, and I don't. You got to go with a good one. Yeah, I don't feel like it would be fair to this guy to pick anybody other than Mike Dom. Okay, that's fair. Um, There's say, a say lot with, of points. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got the total here. He's fourth. Wait, wait, what is he? Hmm. Wow. He's split. All right, in, in NCAA history, he's fourth in career free throws made, seventh in points at 3,067. He's third in NCAA history in PER. Uh, 2019, he was third team All-American. He's a three-time Summit Player of the Year, Summit League. Mm-hmm. Career averages 22 points, nine rebounds, and he had two seasons where he scored 25-plus. I believe those were in 2017 and 2019. I really hope he's doing well. I'm actually I'm gonna look him up to see how well he's doing overseas. Yeah. Oh, and his career he's shooting his career shooting splits fifty one percent from the field, forty one from three, and eighty four from the free throw Internationally, line. Internationally, he's playing yeah. for Rio Natura Monbus Abradoro and Liga ACB he's in just, Spain. He's probably just a shooter because he could nine points yeah. per game. You know, he couldn't really move his feet or anything, but like it's all right. Hey. Yeah. But career twenty two points per game is that what you said? Yeah, on my personal list, I was debating him and Bates Diop earlier, and I was like, wait a minute, Bates Diop won the tournament game, so I had to give him the edge. Mm, that's the edge. Um, yeah. Oh, can I mention? Yeah, and you Isaac can, Koss. You can mention Isaac Koss. I think he's a deserveable mention. Yeah, he was probably, a guy that it was. 
this second best player why, on that Purdue team. This is why I was kind of tempted to do it because he did have a lot of success, but he, they had some good teams. But um, he was always the type of guy. It's like God, we don't. I, how are so we gonna guard? To how him. are we gonna guard Isaac Cross? And a lot of it was he was just physically bigger. He was seven foot, but he was like no, he's seven wide. Foot two. Seven foot he was two, wide and thick. Yeah. Like, and he just him posting up because like, and draws a foul. Yeah, and I was like, God, like, what are we supposed to I'm do? Let him just yeah. back you in because uh-huh. you have to bite to push him out, and then they'll call a foul on you. Ooh. And it's yeah. Uh, uh, honestly, I don't know how that, he didn't. That 2018 season, he kind of figured out how to do the uh, the post jump, the post hook. That like once you figure out that as a low post player in college, you're gonna well, have a ton of success. Like PJ Washington figured that off. He was supposed here. to do well. Didn't he get injured? He injured his foot. Well, he started out his career. I think he played next to AJ Hammonds. Remember him? He's another big producer. I do. Yeah, yeah. And then he played next to Biggie Swan again for a year. Mm-hmm. And then he played next to. Harms. Yeah, but they started Vince Edwards, and Harms came off the bench as a freshman. So he's always played next to size, and that was kind of their thing. Produced, it's been well. We've got this seven foot German guy, and that 2018 season, he, he Carson Edwards was probably their best player, the leading scorer, all that. But when they kind of took over and were like top three rated in the AP poll for like a stretch of like eight or nine weeks, it was kind of Haas coming into his own defensively, mm-hmm. figuring out how to score consistently in the low post. And, yeah, he did just become, like, a Yudoka as a Buki type where you're like, how do we deal with his size? It's just, like, a the biggest thing he you worry just, about. He, Not honestly, even honestly, if he utilized it more than he probably could have, mm-hmm. then he would have been higher. And if he was more, like, if he just, I think he was, like, afraid of contact or, like, tired of it. Cause yeah, like, there was definitely he some was like He was, like, so big, like, just use your body and you can, Score half the time, and obviously the tragedy with him is that 2018 season he did not get to play in the tournament. Yeah, because he hurt. They to, and they remember they tried to give him that like bionic arm, and oh. and say it was like, no, you're not playing with that. <laughs> yeah, smack people. Yeah, he goes for a block and he knocks the guy out. Well, they were like a cast might be all right, but he had like a robotic arm with <laughs> like Oscar Pistorius's leg like come to life, and it was yeah. yeah. Oscar he was like, I'm gonna, he's yeah. like, I'm gonna dunk and like post up and push off with this arm. It's like, no, that's metal. <laughs> you're, you're gonna you're gonna push off. Into my chest with stainless steel? Like, I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> Yo, you'll see. And what he did also, he, you know, just, like, he's so tall shoulders. and he'd have his arms yeah. up but kind of like down. Mm-hmm. But like. Uh, Made like an H with his hands. Yeah, like a goalpost, like a yeah, field goalpost. Goal but like to call for the ball. But mm-hmm. he'd also, when he lifted up, he'd elbow people in the face. Like yeah, he'd trying to people. guard him. And then like they'd get called for a foul every time. Yeah, because you're like pushing him out of the way and yeah. stuff. Yeah. He's just a fun player. I Let me see. Any other that. any other honorable mentions? Oh, Josh Perkins on those Gonzaga teams was good. Svi Mikhailuk, mm. uh, great three point shooter on those Kansas. An awesome mood and Mont Stockman. The, yeah. The oh Clayton Custer. Form. We could have we could have picked him. Best player on the on the Loyola Chicago team that made the Final Four. Made a couple of huge shots. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Jock Landale. Oh, we all made, name team. We mentioned Martin. We didn't end up picking Caleb Martin. Uh, but, yeah, dude was as good a heat Cam check. Johnson wasn't mentioned. Uh, best shooter. One of the best shooters. Yeah. Jock Landell was an All-American. We didn't we didn't pick. But, uh, yeah, he was solid. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan Caroline, one of our favorite guys for a couple years there. We loved watching him. Oh, I, I really like Jordan Caroline. Uh, Bonzi pick- Colson. Yeah, oh, not- man, Bonzi. I... Him and Matt Mooney. Hold on, we we should have had we should have had Bonzi in there. I don't know why we missed that. But anyways, Bonzi. Yeah, you can talk about him. Yeah, he was he was all ACC in seventeen. He was all ACC. He was third team All American. He was eighteen and ten as a six foot five center without a neck. He was chubby, closest thing to Wes Unsell. I said. Yeah. Except he could shoot threes. Undersized and good rebounding. <laughs> double double machine. What sucks about him is that next year they won. They went to Maui. They went to the title in Maui and were like top five the next week. Yeah. They got the Maui bump, and then after that they just fell apart. And I don't even think they made the tournament. Remember. That 2018 season, they just fell apart. Was that Matt Farrell and uh, yeah, Matt Farrell got Rex injured. Fluger. Oh, TJ that's when Gibbs. their entire team yeah. got injured. Vince, no, uh, Vince said, no, God, I'm really blanking on his name. Who? But one of their big guys got injured. John Mooney. Rex Fluger got injured, but it was like a I thought Farrell forward. got injured. I thought forward. Farrell was injured for a while. No, Farrell was fine. Well, he was, but he had an ankle injury. It was a small forward. 
I'll remember his VJ name. Beecham? VJ no, Beecham. Beecham. No, Beecham had left the year before that. He this did? Is, we're talking about the 2018 season. Um, 21 and 15. So, let's see. It looks like oh, Bonzi got injured for a DJ while. DJ Harvey, I know he got injured. That Bonzi and Farrell both missed a lot of games. And I remember, yeah, because Bonzi's... Bonzi's down, yeah. God. Bonzi only played 20 games that year. Yeah, I think he got injured for the season, maybe. All right. Maybe. Well, that's the 2014 well, recruiting I mean, class. I think Louisville played him because I, I remember. Third week in a row, Goss. One hour. Ugh. As always, Fun. where is Chris Early? <laughs>